Welcome back to Down for the Count, ladies and gents. I am one of your co-hosts, Tiffany E, and I've got Janae and Alexis. Nicole will be in later, and we're going to have Don come in because he's going to start his new weekly segment. It's going to be every two weeks, Hard Truths with Don. So, Oh, Lord. We got a lot going on today. We have to cover the most recent events. NXT standing and Deliver was Saturday, as was night one of Mania. We're going to cover night two of Mania as well. Then we're going to segue into Cody because there seems to be a little discord in the elite family. And I want to talk about that. And then we're going to end the show with that little bitch, Kimberly. Okay. We, 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 we going to get on her and she going to be on the road sessions this month because see that right there pissed me off. We going to get to that in a minute. Okay. Now NXT standing delivered with Saturday. I know Janae hasn't seen it. Janae's been out of the loop for quite some time. So if she doesn't speak a lot in the show today, it's because of that. But Sam Deliver was Saturday. For the most part, everybody won that you would have expected to win with the exception of Dakota and Raquel being the new tag team champions and Dolph Ziggler retaining the title at um, NXT Stand and Deliver. Cameron Grimes is your new um, North American champion, and Gunther beat LA Knight, and MSK got the um, tag team titles back from Imperium. So we had all of that going on, and Mandy, Mandy retained her title in the Fatal Four Way. So all of the matches are set and done. Did you guys watch Stand and Deliver? What did you think of it? Um, I caught bits and pieces of it. Um, because honestly, it was gonna be a long ass day. Um, I don't understand why they couldn't just do this on Thursday and call that episode Stand and Deliver. Eh, is all I'm gonna say, really. I like Stand and Deliver. Um, I really like um, Walter and LA Knight's match, I love the ladder match. And despite Dolph Ziggler winning, I actually liked that that match as well. So they had some good matchups. Um, the tag team match was okay. It was on the pre-show. The women's tag team match was on the pre-show. And Wendy helped the girls get the title from Toxic Attraction. Um, you also had uh, MSK and Imperium and Cree Brothers fighting. MSK was able to get the titles from Imperium. Like I said, Owen oh, Champa had his final match against Tony D'Angelo to which he lost but he got a proper send-off Triple H even came out there and they had a moment which I thought was very sweet um <clears throat> Mandy had her fatal four-way match it was okay um it wasn't a bad match and it wasn't great and over the top either but it was an okay match and Mandy didn't do terrible but she wasn't amazing in it either and she was able to retain her title Usually that's the case when Mandy has more than one foe in a match. It's evenly distributed for her, so she doesn't have to rely on her opponent to do a lot of the work. She pretty much can just sweep in, do a couple moves, and then win, which is kind of what happened. Um, like I said, Gunther B, LA Knight, and then you had Cameron Grimes be able to win the um, North American Championship Grayson Waller took a nasty fall in that match. He ended up injuring his arm as well. Um, I think he dislocated it. Ooh. It looked like he did. But um, he he did well in the match despite his annoying... He annoys the ever-living shit out of me. But um, despite all of that, he did okay. He wasn't horrible. He did okay. Um, the whole match itself was probably my favorite match of the night. And of course, Cameron Grimes is your new North American champion. So there's that. As he should be. (laughs) And then you had Ziggler going up against um, Braun Breaker. And Braun Breaker would have won the match had Ziggler not cheated and removed the second turnbuckle. And Braun Breaker hit the buckle and ended up getting hit with the zigzag or the famous serve, whichever one, I don't remember. And he was able to win that way. Plus, Bobby Roode interfered in that match as well. So there was a lot of interference to which he ended up regaining the title 
this past Monday on Monday Night Raw. Don't, don't ask me why I don't know but it seems to me like they have been doing everything in their power to introduce um Braun Breaker to the main roster audience and he's going to be moved up very very soon especially if he drops that title tonight on NXT 2.0 which is possible you know whatever um moving on to Wrestlemania night one so since Deliver came on at one o'clock our time, 12 o'clock central time, um, then, stand, then WrestleMania came on at eight. It started at what, six? Yeah, the pre- six. So the pre show was on for two hours, and there was no matches. There were no matches on the pre show. I was a little baffled by it. I was like, why are there no matches on this show? Oh, I, I forgot to I was, tell y'all. Sorry, hmm. they had two new, they got titles that are in new titles introduced. Well, new title designs. The women's title for NXT, the new strap is white and it has a color backdrop for the um the panel for the belt. And then it's got the normal X in the middle to represent NXT. Now tonight on NXT 2.0, they gave Breaker the new belt with the black strap in the color backdrop for his belt. They both look really nice that way. I think it's cool to introduce the color to the title. It's it's a night they're both nice looking belts. But anyways, back to night one. So it was two hours for the pre-show. They didn't have any matches on there, which I thought was strange. And then that, they moved that, in. Like, not to not to interrupt you, but that like really made me mad because like I'm thinking, okay, you have two hours to fill. And you could throw in a couple of filler matches here or whatever, you know, get people revved up and get ready to go. And it was just two hours of like almost the same stuff over and over again. And I mean, I'm not trying to, I'm just saying if AEW has a one hour pre-show and they can have three really good matches go on before the show on your biggest stage of the year, you could have at least thrown in one or two. Don't know. Just saying. Just saying. Well, they didn't. They gave us two hours of them talking. And um, then they moved into the main show. So on night one, you had Drew and Corbin. We had um, both women's title matches were on night one. Um it was a bunch of stuff happening on night one. And you had KO and Austin's match on night one. You had Seth with his mystery opponent, which happened to be Cody Rhodes, which we all called and so did the dirt sheets, said that it was going to be Cody. Um, <clears throat> for the most part, not to go match by match, and I really don't want to. So <laughs> overall, night one was just a better show than night two. Night two was a good show, but it, it fluctuated within the matches um there are certain things that i really suggest people go back and watch if you haven't seen it pat mcafee's match on night two you definitely should watch um i like knoxville and Sami Zayn's match on night two i thought it was funny um and i like the triple threat match between alpha academy the street profits and rk bro um there were some hiccups that happened on night one Rick Boogs got injured in his match against the Usos. He ended up tearing a quad and Ooh. something else. I can't remember. It was, um, it was like something with his ACL and something with his knee. So like, he 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 collapsed under the weight of the Usos. And I think that he's done it before. So it's not a spot that he couldn't do. It was just a freak accident. It was just the weight. And then he couldn't take it. He collapsed. His knee buckled under him. And that's when it tore. So he tore Mm -hmm. something for sure. But it was two things in his leg, in his knee that are messed up. So Boots is going to be gone for quite some time. Um, I can't remember. It was something like his knee. If I remember, I'll I'll correct it in post. But I, I don't remember. But he he seems to be okay. Um, but he did get injured on night one. Um, <laughs> night two, uh, Vince McMahon got in the ring with um, Pat McAfee. <laughs> oh. 
that went <laughs> that went on for so long. that went on for way too long. <laughs> it was just it was a stunner. Okay, first of all, it was it the Pat McAfee thing. At the end of it, I think that should have been shortened by at least half. Like it just was a long, lazy aspect to end that segment. And I don't know if they were waiting for Stone Cold to show up or oh, if he wasn't in the back on time. Like I don't know what was going on. No, funny, I, I haven't I haven't tried it yet, but the funny thing is is that apparently they wanted Austin to come out right at three hours and sixteen minutes. And I'm just like, so y'all, y'all couldn't have given New Day a longer match then? New Day's match probably was the most disappointing. Um, they came out dressed as um, Big E, and they both did. And then they still gave the win to Sheamus and Holland. What the fuck? What did, what did I, they do to Pete Dunne? And I, I don't know, but he's, he's a hothead. And, um, and one thing I didn't like was they showed Big E's injury again. Why? Right before the match, and then they lost to Sheamus and Holland again, which I hated. I really despised that. Um, But like I said, there were some aspects of night two that were great. Sasha and Naomi are the new women's tag team champions. Love that for them. In the words of Nicole, love that for them. (laughs) They won. So like I said, overall for me, Mania gets a B minus. It was it was a good show. I was entertained. I enjoyed it. What did you guys think of the show? Um, night one was definitely the better night. I mean, that's no shade to um, Naomi and Sasha, like at all. I'm happy that Sasha finally won at WrestleMania. It's been very overlong due, so um, good for her. I'm happy Naomi won, of course. Um, there was a lot of stuff from both nights that could have been shortened down. Um, honestly, like they could have put something on those pre-shows. The New Day match pissed me off. Um, Pete Dunn just reminds me of an angry toddler. I, I, I cringed so hard. Um, I'm kind of interested in what they're going to do with Roman because word on the street is Roman's injured. He's got a tricep tear. Now, of course, he's not going to, because if you look at the picture, um, I had a friend over to watch WrestleMania. He's done MMA for a really long time. And he was telling me the name of the holes and Linus. I'm sorry. I can't fucking remember the name of the hole right now. Chimera. Chimera, yeah. And um, I sent him a picture of it because I went on Twitter and there was someone saying that Roman was injured. Because if you looked at his arm, it looked fucked up. So I sent it to him. And I'm like, hey, what's this look like to you? And he's like, oh, that's a tricep tear. And if you've never had a tricep tear, those things aren't fun. So I asked him, I said, how long could he possibly be out? And he's like, well, if he needs surgery, it's going to be anywhere between three to six months, depending on it. Because he was struggling to hold those belts. And if you noticed last night, Heyman was carrying the belts for him. Yeah. So he didn't have any extra weight. Um, Overall, I mean, it was a good... The first night was good. Sasha and Naomi pretty much were the only match I cared about on Sunday night. Um, It was good. I'll give it a B. What about you, Nicole? Um, Um, Obviously... I won't uh, regurgitate what everyone keeps saying. Um, obviously, um, night one was significantly better. Um, again, with I feel like everything was just like flowed. Again, like the flow was kind of weird on night one, though. I feel like it was very like stop and go, stop and go. So the consistency was slightly weird. When night two, everything was like bam 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 which I appreciated um but obviously like quality rise um night one was a lot better but I think I'll give it overall like probably like a b b minus that's cool so 
Seth Rollins had a mystery opponent. Janae, His opponent. Did, you, did Janae, did you watch Mania or did you have to work? I had to work. Um, sucks. I'm sorry. Yeah. Seth Rollins had a mystery opponent, and we all suspected that his mystery opponent was going to be Cody Rhodes, which it was. And they gave Cody a very grand entrance into Mania. Um, he came in as the American Nightmare with his Homelander gear, and he was ready to roll. Um, he had a fairly good match with Seth Rollins. There's a few. Little hiccups, if you were paying attention, you would notice. But um, just overall, he had a fairly decent match. Monday night, he showed up on Monday Night Raw and cut a very, they gave him a lot of time to cut an extensive promo um, in the beginning of the show. Now, what I thought was strange was Cody Rhodes has this big entrance into Mania. It's a lot. And it was everywhere all across the board in terms of sports. It was on ESPN. It was on CBS Sports. It was everywhere. Mm -hmm. The Young Bucks were, I guess, sitting at home watching WrestleMania. And they saw him have his entrance. They were a little pissy. And um, they took the Twitter to change their Twitter bios. Now, Cody made a tweet that said, wrestling is a love story. And they changed their Twitter bio something to the effect of just a couple of SoCal boys making their way up from nothing. And then it went into, I don't know, romance will never, our romance will never be enough for you. Hang on, let me pull it up. It was something along those lines. Uh, Let's see here. I don't know. I'm, you know what? They're not even. They're they are such. They're they're acting like a bunch of bitter baby mamas. It's I mean, critical because it it it's like you. They tried to make it seem like everything they were doing was amicable. Here it goes. It says. The story of a couple of made self-made SoCal kids who came from nothing and built up a gigantic movement was never going to be romantic enough for you. And Cody said, yeah, wrestling is a love story on his Twitter, April 3rd, 2022 at 12 a.m. And I don't know when the young ones changed their bio, but it just seemed, it was very, uh, it's very interesting to me. I was just like, hmm. Don't seem like they was having it was too much of an amicable situation between the two of them. It looked like the elite having a little bit more trouble in paradise than they would want to let on. Well, didn't it come out before he left AEW that pretty much Cody and Omega and the Young Bucks, like they weren't even on speaking terms with each other at that point? I don't remember any of that because I stopped following AEW, so I don't know. Um, I I remember hearing that. Yeah. Yeah, and that, like, it was weird, because it was when that weird time where we didn't know what was going on with Cody, and then that's when the rumors started that he was going to leave AEW, and then it was like, well, you know, they don't hang out as much as they used to, they don't really interact unless they're in meetings with each other, and, like, you know, I don't know, they, they just need to get over it, like, they're just like every other fanboy out here mad at Cody because they feel like he needs to give them an explanation as to why he left to go back to WWE and it's like he doesn't owe you one and I was on this wrestling group on Facebook key term being was because I saw grown ass men crying saying Cody Rhodes betrayed them and I saw one guy was like, yeah, I cried about it for like two days straight. I'm like, dude, I hope you're joking. I really hope you're joking. Why are we're out there burning his um, shirts like he was LeBron? And I was like, you already Jesus got your money. Like, get a grip. <laughs> like, he already got your money. If you don't 
you don't want it, just get rid of it. You don't have to burn it. You're not making a statement. Give it to somebody who actually wants a Cody Rhodes shirt. I'm just very curious as to what really happened when Cody decided he wanted to leave because everybody is very upset. They're on Twitter. They're going off and they're like, he could have changed the narrative if he didn't want to do it. He could have just went in there and changed everything. I'm like, but ain't that why y'all was complaining in the first place? Because he had creative control over everything he was doing. Like y'all have been complaining about Cody for months. Right. And y'all wanted him they off were, TV. They've been booing like, him for months. Like, like, yeah. I'm like, y'all don't like the man. I'm like, why are you mad? I don't understand. So y'all wanted him to stay there longer so what, you could, could just boo him? Right. So they was like, he left just so he could be cheered. He could have just turned heel. I was like... Well, you know, maybe... I mean, we've heard, we've heard the stories. We've heard about how, like him and Tony Khan just couldn't come up with anything. And, you know, we're not, we're not Cody Rhodes fans at all. Um, I will admit though, Monday, that was like the first promo he ever really cut that I, I paid attention to. And it, it kind of hit me on a level that's what it, none of his promos have ever hit me on, especially when he starts talking about his daughter and how like everything he's going to do from here on out for her. And then I'm watching it with my daughter and I'm just like, Damn, Cody, that kind of cut hard, man. <laughs> Shit. And, um, you know, it, it, he he doesn't owe us anything. I mean, that man's got another mouth to feed. He's got to take care of his family. And, you know, he's a grown-ass man. If you do... Not even that. It's just he can make the decisions he want to make. Right. He Nobody had an issue with, with Keith Lee going to AEW or Tony Storm popping up over there. Nobody's mad that... Miro and Brody Lee, God rest his soul, and anybody mm-hmm. else that wanted to go over there that either got fired or just decided to leave WWE went over there. Like nobody got upset about that. You went over there because that's where you felt like was best for you. Awesome. I just it's it's that weird feeling, you know, it's like when people don't give a shit about a wrestler for like a really long time and then they do something and all of a sudden they're like well how come he didn't ask me how i felt about his decision because he's a grown-ass man he don't need to be asking you for shit and if you want to see what we really think go check out our twitter because nicole put one of the best tweets out i've ever read like we need to pin that frame it do something with it get embroidered all that good stuff well some controversy yo not to change the subject, but I watched the NX the, the end of NXT and mm-hmm. Joe Gacy kidnapped Braun Breaker's dad. He kidnapped Rick Steiner? Yes. Oh shit. He kidnapped him love and put that. him in a cage. I love that for him. I can't. You, just I when you think just when you think you're safe to walk into an NXT parking lot. I mean Braun beat Gunther. It was a hard part battle for him too. And the Titan Tron comes up and it's his dad. And I'm like, why is he talking? And he's talking and then Gacy's face shows up. And Harlan's standing there with like a fucking wrench and shit, clanking it on the fucking cell. And he's kidnapped all wrapped up and shit. And Joe Gacy was like, I told you family is everything. And then, then he said something else and the fucking lights go out. And I'm like, oh my God. He's lost his damn mind. He kidnapped his dad. Now this is the Joe Gacy I fucking know. This shit is weird. Anyway. I'm, I'm going to keep a close eye on this because I feel like more shit is going to come out later on down the line. Um, I just want I just want to see the juice because I'm messy and I like the mess. So I'm gonna keep honestly, I think it's because they started out with this whole like it's us against WWE. And it's like because if you notice after they made the announcement that Brandy was pregnant and then Liberty was born, Cody kind of eased back on the whole talking shit about WWE thing. Yeah. Or making little snipes. And I'm like, and we've talked about it, and I think it was Nicole who said it. He's she's like, he's playing fucking power moves because he knows exactly what he needs to do for his family. And I'm telling, I'll end my turn, I'll let the others talk. We warned y'all. 
we warned y'all this is uh, as petty as Vince McMahon can get. And we told y'all, you don't want petty Vince. You can't handle petty Vince, but y'all got it. And now y'all are pissed. So. Uh. Well, I'll say this and then we can move on to Kimber. Um, honestly, they don't have nobody to blame but themselves. I think Cody would have stayed if they had gave him the money that he was he was asking for. If you could pull $40 million out your ass to buy a ring of honor, you could have paid Cody. I'm pretty sure Cody wasn't asking for $40 million. Which is exactly my point. So you, you, you screwed yourself. You can't get mad at him for going to the place that was going to compensate him for what he feel like he deserved. You're working in AEW, but you're not working for free, and you're not working for pennies. You want to be compensated for what you feel you deserve. And I'm pretty sure when the contract negotiations come up for Omega and for Jericho and for the Young Bucks, they're going to want to be compensated for their time. They're not going to work for fucking pennies, whether it's for the opposition or not. Uh So you can't be mad at him for going to the for the big leagues. And he's like, look, they're paying me what I'm asking for. They're offering me this time. What are you going to offer me? And you're like, well, this is what we're going to give you. If it's not comparable, he has a right to turn that shit down. Facts. So if it's either you shit or get off the pot. You can't be in your feelings. This is business. This ain't about me and you being friends. Because if that was the case, you wouldn't be worried about what's going on in my personal life to begin with. You'd be just happy that I was out here doing what I'm doing. Because if push, push comes to shove, and the ship is going down, you could be one of two things. You could either be steamed and go down with the ship, or you could be like Hulk Hogan and take your ass back to where you came from. Do you guys think this is a sign that, I mean, we've talked, we we know there's been cracks in the AEW Foundation for a really long time, but do you think this is like, I don't want to say the final blow, but one of the big major ones that they could, ever, they could or could not come back from? No, this is the start of the exodus that we've been telling them is going to start happening. This is the major crack. The reminder cracks, now there's a big one. Because it seemed like Cody ain't afraid to talk. People just got to ask the right questions. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So when they start asking the right questions, then you're going to start seeing more cracks. Because I believe the root of the problem, it, and I, this ain't even no, no shade to the young ones because I don't like them niggas no way. The problem is Tony Khan. He don't know what he's doing, but because everybody's praising him so much and they blowing all this smoke up his ass, he got the big head now. So he feel like he can do whatever he wants and he can move and shake however he wants. And the Young Bucks not saying nothing, Omega not saying nothing. Why? Because they getting what they want at the moment. Once Mm -hmm. shit starts not going their way, they're going to do the same thing. Now, they may not go to WWE, but they're going to lead too. Yeah. I mean, Kenny's got no other option because he burned his bridges with fucking New Japan. Well, it never say never. You can always go back and smooth things over. Right. Um, and oh, I keep talking about, you ever about Cody, but I watched, I finally watched this one interview with him or finished it. And that is true it was like if you ask the right questions you'll get the right um you'll get the right answers from him and my thing is it's like as long as this and we were talking about this before like this is a test like obviously showing people at AEW like okay you believe we'll let you keep your whole shtick especially if it's if it works Mm-hmm. And look how well it tra- and look how well it would translate for you. That it's not translate. It might not translate a hundred percent over there. Cody's video last time I checked because I've been keeping an eye at it is almost at three million views mm-hmm. on YouTube. When was the last time the WWE got ever three million views on a video? Sorry, it's not even a minute that. long um the clip on youtube on twitter is almost at two million views jesus mm-hmm. 
So, and that's what I'm saying. And obviously, they book him well, and everything goes to a court, a plan that will show. Because uh, I think Ariel was like, he was like, you know, he's like, there's people in AEW that what if they, he's like, what if they ask you about or what if they ask you about coming? And he was like, I'll be honest, aka, he'd probably be like, all right, I'll tell him to fucking come here. And he was like, you know, he's like, there's people there. He was like, people that I know that will probably fit better over here, probably people, and he's talking to an interview, probably people that you know that would fit better here. And he was like, you know, the time will come. And we know those people. Yeah, MJ. Like you think about, like, say, like in Jade. Yeah. I feel like they could be doing so much more with her. And then you got, and then, you know, if I was her, and I'd be looking at, I'd be like, hmm. They let him keep all of that and look how over it is. Mm hmm. Look how they're treating him. I'd be like, hmm. And I was at MJF. And then MJF, which has reportedly been having some issues with Tony lately. I was just about to say that. Like he got mad at him. Excuse me. Over an interview that he did. But it's like, look at look at um Cody. He had a whole media scrum afterward. He had a whole interview with fucking variety. <laughs> right when right after he um like right after his match and he had like all these like interviews of like notable people and it's like don't you see mm-hmm. and that's what I'm saying and we're that's what I was saying like Vince plays a long game this is a long game and then Cody said that he, because they were like, would you ever, like, people were saying, like, do you want to do this or do that or do this in NXT? He was like, I probably will never. Ooh, excuse me. Sorry about that, guys. He was like, I will never do management again in wrestling. Most, He's the most likely. He said, I probably will never do manager. He was again, he was like, I don't want to say never say never because he's obviously that's coming to bite me in the ass. But he was like, for now, I probably won't ever do it. But he's like, again, things might change. But right now, he's like, it's a no for me. I don't know. Janae, you got anything well, to say about Cody? I knew it was going to happen. I knew he was going to face Seth Rollins. Uh, it seems like the crowd was happy that he was back. Uh, I heard he did a really great promo. Excuse me, I heard he did a really great promo on Raw. Um, the crowd was really accepting of it. I think a lot of people thought the crowd was going to chant AEW or Boo or whatever the case may be, but hopefully... Um, he's happy with his choice and they actually do something with him. Well, only time will tell, ladies. Now it's time to get into the really shitty shit. So Kimberly is a wrestler in TNA Impact. She's married to Nash Carter. Nash Carter is one half of the MSK tag team along with Wesley. Now, I don't want to explain the story. I'll let Alexis do it because she's the one who brought it to us in the first place. Um, I'll just let you take over from here. All right. So I'm going to throw a trigger warning in real quick. Um, we're going to be talking about uh, implications of domestic abuse, lying about domestic abuse. And if that's not your thing, this is probably not for you. If you want to see the chaos that's going on, I highly recommend Twitter because uh, you can filter stuff through there. But if you're easily triggered by the talk of domestic violence, this ain't for you. So move on. Um, so <laughs> a couple days ago, I was messing around on Twitter 
and I notice we don't follow Kimberly, but when you're on Twitter for so long, it starts showing you shit, especially stuff that's very highly, you know, retweeted and stuff. And she put out a comment that pretty much said, uh, I don't remember verbatim, but said that uh, Nash Lee smacked her around. And she was putting like, of course, when you hear anyone say something like this, the first thing you want to do is what? You want to believe them and you want to be like, oh shit, are you okay? Blah, blah, blah. And I was just like, I sent the screenshot to them and I'm like, this is going to get crazy. A couple hours later, this is when shit starts getting real sus to me. She puts on Twitter and she tags him in it. I'm giving Nash Carter 24 hours to speak his side of the story or I'm going to unleash everything. Something about that didn't rub right with me. So came back on Twitter the next day and she starts backpedaling. Like real hard backpedaling. And Twitter... I love the Twitter detectives. Um, shout out to this Twitter account, Iconic Johnny or Iconic Jonathan. He was the one that uh, kind of was the one who started, you know, the news on all this. And someone had found a post on Kimberly's personal Facebook. And of course, I'm a Snoopy bitch. So I try to get on her profile, but it is locked down to uh, where she was saying some some pretty weird shit, not gonna fucking lie, saying, uh, you know, she was coming after this woman, saying, my husband's at your house, he needs to come home so he we can fix our issues, you know, like, this is really weird off-the-cuff stuff, well, the woman that she was yelling at turns out to be Wesley's wife, Nash Carter's partner, and when it seems like the last couple of months, he's been kind of crashing over at their house, to get away from his, I'm just going to say, allegedly crazy wife. Now, she's been backtracking on Twitter, and she's like, why don't you guys believe me? And all of it, like, just really weird, like, kind of like victim gaslighting shit, which I don't fuck around when it comes to domestic violence. I don't. So the more that I'm seeing this go down, the more bullshit that it just gives and I'm glossing over some stuff but I'll be here for two hours I shouldn't have made like a powerpoint presentation and shit <laughs> honestly there's so much stuff well then there was a time because she kept coming at this point she's just making a complete fool out of herself and kind of taking out any kind of like oh fuck what's the word credibility thank you mm-hmm. thank you credibility from what she's saying and people are starting like people are like oh speak why don't you just tell us what happened instead of doing all this bullshit and blah 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 well then wesley's wife gets on twitter she was not on twitter at that point she had no uh twitter because i found her profile on facebook and i'm like hey this is the girl that he's apparently staying with but my dumbass didn't put two to two together knowing that was Wesley's wife because I'm a dumbass. No. So, um, she finally gets on Twitter. And Nash Carter, again, has just been quiet through this whole thing. Like, he's not said one damn thing. Meanwhile, I stand and deliver. Ember's like, or Kimber's writing like, oh, I'm so proud of you. I'm so glad you won. And then someone's like, why are you cheering for him if you're saying he beat the crap out of you? And she's like, Oh, I, I outspoke. I didn't know what I was saying. And now he's, you know, we're making, we're patching things up. And I'm like, hold up. All this has gone on in like a week. So I find it very interesting. She changed her tune by the time Stan and Deliver came around. Hmm. So Wesley's wife gets on Twitter and she starts basically spilling everything. She says she has 81 pages of texts from Kimberly uh, harassing her, harassing Wes, harassing Nash, all on her phone. 
Um, and she pretty much said that Kimber was the one that was being the abusive one. Mm. And Nash finally had enough, so he grabbed his shit and he went to stay with Wes and his wife purely to be safe and away from her. Hmm. And the whole time, Kimberly is just building up this whole thing where she's a battered wife. And her recent thing is that she... Look, I'm a shitty-ass cosplayer, but even I know how to fake decent bruises with makeup. She goes on... Because she's a vet tech, too, and at this point, I wouldn't trust her with my damn animals. Um... She puts a picture on there saying there are pictures of Nash beating her. The only thing she looks like is that she had a bad allergic reaction. Now, honey, if he's swaying on you like he said he's done, and I've seen friends of mine that have gotten punched in the face, I have been slapped mm-hmm. in the face by my abuser, it wouldn't look like that. I know damn well that you're fucking lying. And the fact that you're doing this while women and men go through this and they can't get anyone to take them seriously because lying bitches like you, I got a real fucking problem with you right now. And I'm not even laughing. I'm not joking about this. You came out because you were mad at your husband for your actions. You were trying to ruin this man professionally and personally. And now people are calling your ass out and you're not taking accountability for yourself. If she's going to lie about this, what else could she lie about? Nash, if you're listening, get those WWE lawyers, man. They'll take care of everything for you. You won't even have to show up in court if you don't want to at that point. So yeah. It's just crazy because so many people were like were literally calling her out and had proof and were poking holes in her story. And that's the thing is and it's like I don't want to ever discredit abuse victims but her story had holes in it from the get go. Right. And it just got like worse and worse. And there's people like, she's done this before. This isn't anything like, quote unquote, new for her. And I was like, well, this if this isn't, quote unquote, anything new for her, then she doesn't need to have a job. Yeah. 100% she needs to be let go. I said yeah, she yeah. could literally, because she knows how core of the pu- court of public opinion is. Yeah. And I was like... You're just trying to gaslight and ruin this man's, um, ruin this man's career because he is moving on. Like he is trying to separate himself from you, like physically and legally and emotionally. And you are just you just like cannot handle that. So you're, or going to just be. Where the fuck you're doing now? Or has to be fired. It's like, bitch, let it go. And it's like, and like I said before, I was like, who's ever her friend, or whoever, like, or whoever is like still her friend during this time, like, y'all need to get her off the internet. And homegirl obviously needs some help. And I'm not even being funny. Like she obviously needs help i i gotta show you this because i just jumped on her twitter and she i gotta show y'all this hang on i think she need to be fired um if she worked at some type of veterinary place she need to be fired from there she need to be fired from tna she don't need to work nowhere i'm sorry this is what she's posting on twitter right now So if he's doing that shit, why were you taking pictures of him doing it? You know, she sucks. 
That's plain to see. Here's anyway. the pictures. Here's the pictures I was telling you all about. <laughs> it look like she ain't getting no sleep. What am I looking at? She said, quote, this is my face after your tag champion got wasted and hit me so hard he split my lip open. Well, where's the split lip at? That's what I'm asking. Where's where's the blood on the lip? That just looks like you got a damn cold sore. Look. Bitch. I don't like it because when, when y'all, when the dudes do it and they are hurting another person, they go at them with a vengeance, which they should. And their Twitters get taken down sometimes. Um, they lose their jobs. They are not, they are shunned. Like they are literally ostracized. And anytime they come out, they speak, they say anything, people shun them. But she can go around defaming him and just saying the most outrageous and egregious things about him and doing everything in her power to discredit him and to make him look like this evil entity. And there's no, there's no comeuppance for that. There's no consequences for your behavior. I think this turnabout is fair play. If you lie about someone assaulting you, if you lie about sexual assault, your ass needs to go to jail. I don't care what no one says. You are literally costing him his life. It is a, it is, it is disrespectful to a lot of victims who have experienced that. And it's disrespectful to him as a man for you to attack him in that manner because you can't get his attention any other way. Girl, find another obsession. And like Nicole said, go get you some help. But I honestly don't think that it will work because it seems like you are fixated on him for whatever reason. And until that fixation goes away, you're going to continue to harass him because this is harassment. This is cyber harassment. And it's going to get worse. And she's already harassed his friend's wife. She's been harassing her. I would have your ass arrested. That, that, that's just the true tea. I will have your ass arrested. I will get your Twitter taken down. I would take every precaution I would need to protect myself from you. Because you have give me very much stalker vibes. And somebody could end up getting hurt for real. Let's see, I'm not like Nash Carter. I'll get a gun, I'll kill you. I'll kill you before you kill me. I'm sorry. It's the people like like the, the that and it's just like the if you're gonna take a picture like that, I don't even want to talk about what we were saying. If y'all want to see it, go on her Twitter. Why'd you take a picture of that? Like, cause if you took a picture of him doing something stupid, that means that you were into it as well you're a sack of shit and ooh. and the real question is this and maybe someone can answer for me if he smacked the shit out of you if he's done this why the fuck are you airing it on twitter why don't you just take care of it in y'all's personal lives and not have to do that because nash hasn't like i said nash hasn't said a damn thing probably because wwe told him not to and that's a smart thing because at this point anything she says could just be burying herself more but why are you taking this to twitter and not dealing with it on a personal private on a personal private level you know why because first of all nicole said it court of public opinion you could be demonized in the public before you can even be guilty if you are guilty and even when you're proven not guilty you're still guilty because everybody's already formed their opinion and that's what she banking on. Number two, she trying to ruin them. That's it. She lost control. He's gone. So she's like, okay, I know how to get you. I'm going to ruin your fucking career. If Nash was smart, he told the executives he's getting a divorce from his wife. She's been harassing him. He will show them everything that she's been doing so that they, they can instruct him on what he needs to do next. 
And it seemed like they did because they wouldn't have put the tag team titles on him if they felt like he was a liability to the company. So her little plan is not working. It was the whole, he has 24 hours to respond before I tell everything thing. And it's just like, you just doing this for attention at this point. Cause that, cause now I don't, I don't believe a goddamn thing that you say. And I'm going to say this as a white woman, white woman tears are one of the most dangerous things on the planet. If not the most dangerous. Well, so you, so you sitting up here fucking crying saying this that and the other meanwhile there actually is someone man woman non-binary whoever getting beat up abused smack around and they can't get anyone to listen to them because of bullshit like this i hope i hope one day you wake up and realize and be ashamed of yourself for your actions that you've done but at the way i see it you're a dumb bitch so you probably won't oh I don't, you, no, you guys know I don't fuck around when it comes to this shit. I mean, it is what it is. I mean, she's going to keep doing what she's doing. But he can sue her for um, defamation of character. character. He could sue her for slander. I sue her and get her Twitter taken down. She'd be like Donald Trump. And yet, people are still booking her, which I don't understand. They can have it, bitch. I'm not going to watch it. Janae, you got anything you want to add? Um, no. Donnie's here. Oh, hey. Yeah, hey. Hey, Don. Don, you want to add something to this before we go to your segment? Um, no, I think Alexis pretty much summed it up. All right. Okay. So we're going to move on because that subject is ugly. It dredges up bad memories for Alexis and it's just an ugly subject and I don't want to dwell on it. So Donnie has a segment on our show. It's going to be every two weeks he's going to have it. It's hard truths with Don. Now, I don't know what this man has in store because he ain't told me nothing. (laughs) So we just going to have to listen to his hard truths and probably yell at each other for the next 10 minutes, okay? (laughs) So Don, what's your hard truths? Are you girls ready? He measured. Let's go. Sure. He's so ready. (laughs) Now, before mm-hmm. Eagles, people was not giving him his credit. But you have got to say that Michael the Miz Mizanic can go down in history as one of the greatest of all time. This is it's true. not even just because he don't even put on like decent matches, but he, he, did, he does enough to get the job done. But he has won almost every championship there is in his company. What else is there left to do but just keep being at the top? <laughs> that is why he is my favorite. Now, it's about to get real up in here. We give Carmella a whole bunch of shit for doing these shitty ass super kicks every match, every 10 seconds. We are tired. But if you look at Carmella, look at what she can do, and look at what she's accomplished. She is a two-time Money in the Bank winner, a women's champion, and a former tag team women's champion. What else does she have to do? Wrestle better. (laughs) Or what? What does she got to do? She needs to wrestle better. I don't give a shit. Or what? What does she, she has nothing else to prove. She's given everything. She's won everything she had to. Nope, that's a fact. That's a fact. She can be good on her own. 
right where she at, hosting for the next about seven years, she would be okay. Because she has done just enough. Mm-hmm. He asked me, she's good to get a ring. Yeah, I ain't fucking mine. <laughs> if Tori can get a ring, Carmela can get a ring. That's true. Uh, she's true. Just- she, she needs, look, Nicole said it best. I'm not expecting a five-star match out of her. I'm expecting her to wear an outfit, look good, and then that's it. That's what she do. Yeah. I don't know what she did Sunday. Yes. She really oh, getting the news out of that Madonna cosplay. <laughs> Hold on, guys. <laughs> Any yeah. more horror crews we need to listen to? Just about two more. Literally, two birds, one stone. Okay. Now, it's no secret that Tony Storm, the fat ass Aussie, then popped her ass up on oh, AEW. <laughs> and her fans was like, oh no, she's going through something. She's having a mental breakdown. Meanwhile, the bitch ain't said shit. And it's at the moment after y'all said that, she went and posted OnlyFans. Now I got to give her credit. She made 10000 mm-hmm. However, mm-hmm. you took your ass to AEW. You walked out on your match because you thought you was better than what they was giving you. Meanwhile, you had a conscious match out the ass. That's a slap in the face. And I hope you made the right business decision for you. Now, given that she left, she did not know that it is a pecking order to this system. Charlotte's at the top. And you just came in on your first match and got a match with the queen. Although you knew you was going to lose, you put on a shit match. You barely gave any offense. You didn't give any offense out of that. Whereas about a few months earlier than you, Nikki Ash had the same match. And her match was better than that. And she got her ass beat. <laughs> but she had some give back. I think she, did she win it? Or she won one? I can't remember. I think she won one. She won one match against Charlotte, you know? And who knows where that might land at you had you continued doing what you were doing. But you felt like you was just at the top. Oh, uppity bitch. Now, I say it's a pecking order because a good wrestler of ours was kind of sort of in the same situation. But he did not get up and leave. However, he did post on Instagram that he asked for a release unprofessional that's not cool now people say oh yeah because he deserves better true enough he sure does but Kofi waited 11 years to get his championship not saying that it's right but it's the pecking order in there and you just got there people just knew who you were about a couple what a year before because you came out 205 Live. If you ask me, he didn't have no right to say he wanted to be released either. Oh, baby. Uh-huh. Because he didn't want to sit in line and wait. I don't know about Ali. <laughs> I mean, there's, nope. there's, there's a difference between asking for your release when you're not satisfied with your work or where you're at. But it's a whole nother thing to just get up and leave. Like, Jeff Hardy's a very prime example of that. But Ali Absolutely. went through the proper channels. Right. Ali didn't just post it on Twitter or Instagram out the gate. He went to WWE management after he had a conversation with Vince that didn't go well. And he was just like, okay, I'm asking for my release. They said no. 
So he took to Instagram and Twitter to formally announce that he asked for his release. Now, um, like I said, he went about it the right way in the beginning. So technically, he wasn't unprofessional in that regard because he tried to do it the professional way. They denied it. So he went the route of trying to get them to release him based off of him poking and prodding the beast, I guess you can put it. Now him waiting his turn, the push Kofi ultimately got was meant for Ali in the beginning. Ali got injured. He was out. So they had to move to Kofi. Um, And Ali came back and they, they just didn't have anything for him or they didn't plan anything for him. They put him with Mansoor. That didn't work out. He ended up losing the match in Saudi to Mansoor, which Mansoor wins in, in Saudi every year. So there's that. Why they even split them? They should have just gave him the titles. I thought they were. I thought they were on the verge of being champions, but that's not what they did. They decided to split them up as a tag team and move forward with Mansoor. And even Mansoor isn't on TV. Like, you rarely see Mansoor on TV. You don't see Dio Madden on TV. Um, mm-hmm. None of them are booked, and they were all drafted to SmackDown, if I recall. None of them are booked in high regard. So, I think Ali's just like, this isn't the place for me, and I want to leave. Which, if you know, you know, and you want to leave, that's fine. I say let him go. I wouldn't hoard his contract or hold him there. Because, I mean, you release him, he you don't have to pay him. You know, you're only paying him for 90 days. He gone after that. And he can go and go somewhere where he actually can perform the way he wants to. Um, it's, that's, that's a difficult one for me. I, I, I'm on Ali's side with that one. Because I feel like he did it the right way. He kept doing it the right way. And they're not letting him leave. And that's one of the things I hate with WWE. If they want to leave, let them go. Stop hoarding contracts, holding on to people because you thinking they might change their mind. If they do, they come back. You can renegotiate the shit when they come back. But let them leave if they want to leave. Right. Mm-hmm. And you're, you're allowed to leave any other job you have. That's just saying you never know. We ain't putting in, I mean, if you working at motherfucking McDonald's and you decide you don't want to, you don't want to work that line no more, you can walk off the job. And that's what he did. But he did it the right way. And I just, I don't like the fact that now it's the subliminal messages on social media. I don't think he should be quiet. And I'm not saying we have to silence him. But at this point, y'all are at a stalemate nobody's budging on what they want to do. The subliminals don't help. Uh-uh. They're not helping. So I wouldn't do any of that. I just move by my business. I'm like, you're going to pay me. I'm not going to. You have to pay me. I'm not going to work. My contract says I get XYZ amount of money, whether I'm on TV or not. So I'm going to get my check every every two weeks or every a first and 15th, however y'all get paid, I'm going to get my check either way. So you can either create something that I actually want to do or I'm going to sit my ass at home with my kids. I haven't seen him in a while anyway, so I'm going to go home. And he's well within his right to do that. And he keep posting his wrestling stuff and I'm like, just do that. Don't don't post the, the Joker burning the piles of money shit and People are on Twitter rallying behind him. They have put the E and, and I'm like, he's has a right to be upset. True enough. I'm not shading him for that. I'm just like, this stuff right here, the subliminals, the real strong subliminals don't help the situation. It makes it worse. So if I was him, I would just focus on my family. Keep up with your wrestling um, routine so you don't get that ring rust. And that's it. Simple. That's all we gonna do. 
Give me a little. Hold, please. Yeah. We lost Danny. Gosh, yeah. Oh, you know what? I don't think Don has any more hard truths. Okay. So, that was an interesting hard truth. For sure. And it's a couple hard pills to swallow, but he made some, he made sense. Okay. Next time, I might put Donnie up first. We'll make his segment in the middle of the show. So, um, I love Don. He don't give a fuck. <laughs> Like put his segment in the middle of the show so it can kind of be like like a little palate cleanser, you know. But anyways, anything else you guys want to talk about before we go? No, um, not really. Uh, I watched my raw for the year. I'm good. Wow. <laughs> okay. Well, we're gonna go because life. So, bye. 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 Peace out.